I showed it to Gary. We went over it. He's like, all right, let's change the post caption. We changed the post caption. This is Facebook. Instagram didn't really matter at that time. The top title was want to win in business? Question mark. Watch the first 13 seconds and try not watching the rest. We paid a nickel for someone to watch the whole thing. Damn. Wow. $5 for a minute, 30 seconds to five cents for 30 minutes. Wow. Just from changing a sentence. That's wild. Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. Matt, what's happening, man? Survive an NFT NYC. There it is. No, it's been a jam-packed week. Tons of fun conversations, especially this one. Today, we have a very special guest, Andy Cranach. Andy is the president of VFriends. Prior to being the president of VFriends, which is Gary V's very, very successful NFT project, he was actually Gary V and Team Gary V's brand director. So he kind of led the team that managed all of the content production around Gary's personal brand, which obviously has become massive and really helped kind of pioneer a model for the celebritization of different entrepreneurs. I had the fortune of working at Vayner, helping stand up Vayner Talent, which kind of replicated what Gary team Gary V did for other talent. And Andy was always a great friend, resource mentor. So uh, it's been really exciting to see him evolve and kind of uh, bring a lot of these core principles of building and engaging and creating tons of value for community into this Web3 world with VFriends, which is really laying a, a blueprint and foundation for how other creators, brands, artists can can really create utility and value for their community. So excited to dive in. What stood out to you, Matt? Yeah, you know, I've you know been following Gary for a long time and always respected just what an intense a community he has built. People who who you know hang on his every word, who want to get a, a you know any any piece of his attention, um, and through V Friends has actually created an avenue where they can. Um, where they can, you know, FaceTime with him, they can play video games with him. There's, there's a way for them to actually get that access. And I think it's an incredible case study in how uh, a figure, uh, or how talent can basically create a community around utility and access. Yeah, for sure. Well, excited to, uh, to dive deep. If you haven't already, do want to encourage you to sign up for our newsletter. Um, every week we distill what's happening in the, the wonderful world of NFTs into actionable insights so you can find out how to best engage in the space. Um, so you can do that at nftnow.com. But without any further ado, Andy Cranek. Andy Cranek, how are we feeling, bro? It's good, Sam. Doing Chill, well. Chilling, chilling, man. It's been nonstop week in NFT. Am I see how you holding up? I'm loving it. It's, it's super exciting. I think it's day four right now. I'm just having a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, we're uh, super excited to get you on the NFT Now podcast. It's been amazing to see all the, the work you've been doing with VFriends and how that community has really been uh, snowballing, really setting a precedent in the space. Do you think you could just kind of really set the stage as to um, how VFriends functions? What's kind of the, the true goal? Obviously, Gary has a lot of things moving, but kind of what's the, the bigger picture with VFriends and what you guys are trying to build? When Gary and I and the VFriends team set out to create and build VFriends, Gary wanted to create a project that could be a, a blueprint for an NFT project for future celebrities, uh, influencers, creators that were going to create an NFT project around their community. So it, it broke down to two categories, really. I would say, what is the inherent value of any VFriend for a token holder? And that was going to be VCon, which is a conference for the next three years. And then also, how did Gary want to give access to himself? In a lot of his content over the last 10 years, he talks about time is the only asset that you don't, you can't give out an infinite amount. So to have 
lunch with Taylor Swift or to go to a, reco- a recording studio, studio with Kanye West is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Gary wanted to create that for himself, for his community. So we have 300 access tokens. We have 85 FaceTime tokens, nine bowling boas, 10 brunch bears, all kinds of really fun, interesting ways for community members to be able to spend time with Gary. That's awesome. And and as you look longer term, I mean, I know there's a lot of like, I mean, you're truly building a base of IP. We've seen agencies like CAA and UTA like buy rights to Larva Labs and some of the fun stuff with CryptoPunks. Like, how are you thinking about it from an IP perspective in the long term? (laughs) Gary's going to own 100% of it. And we're going to work for the next 40, 50 years uh, of Gary's business career to build out these characters. You know, I, I like to describe when I'm in a collaboration meeting with another brand, I describe VFriends as a holding company with 268 brands. And those 268 brands are, are VFriends characters. You know, and I think five VFriends characters might be- become uh, children's books or they might become an animated cartoon series. I also think five VFriends characters might go uh, have a life with a workout fitness company. You know, I think they all can take life and shapes and forms in different ways over the next 40 years. No, it's really impressive to see. And, you know, I think you've done a great job of building community utility. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Like, how do you continue to sort of like iterate upon community utility and also balance, you know, the desire to continue creating uh, an inclusive community? But as you also create value for those holders, the barrier to entry rises as, as prices rise. Yeah, I think there's two things. One, this is more like a technical component around community utility. Like we have these 300 access tokens right now. To be able to really coordinate and do everything we want to do with our access token holders, we have to send them emails, which doesn't feel very decentralized or Web3 native. But that's just uh, how early we are. And like it's, it's super exciting to me to be a project that I think in a lot of ways is leading and innovating on how we're executing things technically. But still, I, I can't imagine three years from now when I look back at how we're communicating with our token holders over email that you know, peer-to-peer wallet messaging, things like that would definitely be coming. The other thing with utility is that you can tomorrow come up with a different way to create utility with the tokens that you have. I think everyone wants to have a blueprint of like, this is what it's gonna be for the next two years. This token does that, that token does this. You can also just say tomorrow, I changed my mind, this token is gonna do this, mm-hmm. which would create a lot of new demand, new ideas. And you can continue to evolve like how you really are providing value to community based on what's popping in Discord, what you're seeing in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the foundation, and I know this has definitely become like one of the biggest buzzwords in the NFT world, community. But there, I mean, there's a lot of merit to it. And I feel what's interesting too about your perspective is that even before V Friends, you were kind of the brand director helping run point on Team Gary V, which is kind of all of a lot of like Gary's personal brand and content surrounding Gary V. I'm just curious from your perspective, like holistically, how do you foster and grow communities? And I mean, that, I know like NFTs hard, are a part hard of work it. and patience. Like V friends happen because Gary's been building a community for the last 10 years, you know, and I, I love the chart of uh, it showed a graph of token holders across some of like the blue chip biggest NFT projects, apes, cool cats, etc. And V friends was in a silo where like if you own a V friend, that's basically the only NFT you had. And it's because Gary and the V friends team onboarded. 5,000 people onto Ethereum and Coinbase and everything that we need to do to get them educated on buying an <laughs> NFT. But I think it came from 10 years of building a community. And I think my biggest piece of advice to anyone who wants to start an NFT project, the first thing I say is start a Discord tomorrow. Mm-hmm. One, you're going to have to learn how to operate a Discord. Yeah, It's not so easy. You need to have talented people who n- understand how to do customer service, customer support, content programming, but also 
you're creating a community. Yeah. And the best way to do it is every day. <laughs> yeah. Build. I mean, this is what you guys are doing with NFT now, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely, I want to double down here a bit too, because I know you're like, obviously have been flourishing in the NFT web three space, but like growing and engaging community has definitely been at the foundation of your career for a while and doing it at a very high level. So I, I know you kind of like mentioned briefly the notion of like, it's not easy to actually foster like an engaged discord channel or even to like, I mean, get Gary's brand to where it is today. So, I mean, let's dive into discord too because i feel like you guys have really created this this very awesome engaged community there when you think about various tactics in order to foster and grow and keep a community engaged in discord how are you thinking about that thematically and and what are you leaning into exclusivity and value exclusivity being there's going to be things that are happening only in discord Mm -hmm. you know we've done giveaways in discord things like that but keep it authentic to what your community is about but make it happen in discord and then just other ways to have fun and bring value, you know, and I, it's so easy to copy and paste. Uh, you know, I, I go to other discords, people look at what one project does and they're like, okay, that's what we're going to do. And in some ways that can work, but I always want to push people to, to be creative of what's the macro religion of like bringing value to a community and how can you synthesize that to what you're trying to do and innovate. Yeah, no, that, those are all really salient points. Um, during the process, you know, uh, of launching, building, and, and now growing, um, developing vFriends, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Man, launch was was crazy. You know, I, I was I was new to Web3, new to NFTs. You know, as Sam said, like I spent the last seven years really focused on community building, content development for Gary's personal brand. We really wanted to hit 5.5 as our launch date. In hindsight, you know, I don't think we needed to peg that date. Gary was really excited about it. We wanted to hit 5-5, but we weren't there. I would suggest not putting a flag in the ground until you feel really confident about where you're at with your project. Um, Aside from that, keep it simple. I think a lot of people try to come up with all these ways to uh, have a lot of utility, but it can very easily become complex and quickly you tap out. Like I think there's three or four projects that I really like, but I had to drop out because I just couldn't follow along with what they were saying or what they were trying to do. Other than that, just continue to educate. Like everything, so many new things are happening all the time. MetaMask, new wallets, um, having a dedicated person to, who's just reading, consuming what's happening in Web3, I think is imperative if you really want to sustain. One thing I want to just double down on quickly too, you know, we talked about all these different sort of core utilities and, and different areas of access points to Gary. Were there any surprises, like like things that were more popular than you expected or things that were maybe perhaps less popular than expected? It's funny, you know, because we, I remember when Gary was showing the project to some people on Alpha Stage and when they showed him, when he showed them what he was doing with the access tokens, they were like, they're like you're fucking crazy, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and But it's how we were literally sitting at a house. Gary took a week off in a way that he normally wouldn't. All he wanted to do was focus and think and brainstorm and concept around vFriends. And he said, all right, how do I want to spend my time? He's like, I like playing basketball. Okay, let's do basketball. Okay, I, want, I like doing FaceTimes. Let's come up with five different FaceTime characters. Um, so it was really rooted around him. But again, that's why like whether you're Kanye or Taylor Swift or someone else, have fun with like what would you actually be excited to do? Gift Code, I would say, is like at the core center of what VFriends Project is. And Gary's surprise and delight has been a big thing of Gary's career. And I'm excited for we have 18 gifts to deliver for the next three years. It's a really big token. And I think it's a really cool opportunity to show what, you know, access tokens can give. Yeah, no, it's, it's fire. Amazing to see a lot of the utility innovation. Are you surprised where the floor price has gone to? Like, this is a blue trip project now. Like, I've been saying this a lot. And at, at, at this week during uh, the conference, you know, VFriends took 21 days to sell out. And everybody's like cringing right now as they hear you say that, bro. That's listening. 
<laughs> 21 days to sell out. That means there were there's a total of 10,255 tokens. We had 9,000 available, 9,013 available for purchase. Gary still has um, and kept back a thousand. 1,200 vFriends tokens, but there's 6,000 tokens available for 0.5 ETH for weeks on ends. And now the full, like, I can't, I would, if I, bro, I would have called Matt, I would have called you, I would have called yeah. every relative I have. Yeah. We're talking about 50, 60, 70 million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In five months. Yeah. You know, I believe in Gary the most. I believe in myself the most. I believe in what we're going to do with vFriends. To have it jump like that, I don't think anyone in the wildest dreams could imagine. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's necessarily V friends. That's the the space, right? right? Like even even board eight August was eight eighty four ninety ninety four. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Two two weeks later, it's you can't even fathom. Yeah, no, and I mean it's crazy to see too. And I think one lesson there is that like you never want to get bet against people that can build community. I think uh, like Gary has a proven track record there. And I think a lot of the, I think we're like seeing a shift. Like there's definitely a time and a place for like collectibles, but when you're really using NFTs as a mechanism to engage and provide utility and value to a community. I couldn't agree more. It's why I like Tom Bilyeu's project because mm-hmm. I like Tom. Right. Because I know, and he talked a lot about it with Tarantino at that panel the other day. I do think there's going to be a lot of ghost projects in the next year two years because people had had the chops to do a discord or create the contract and get the project rolling but they weren't actually operators or entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or, or business people right. and so I'm, i get more excited about someone like tom because i don't feel like i'm betting on what his project concept is i'm betting on tom yeah no that makes total sense and when you look at like the future of vfriends considering like the the considerable rise in the floor price and all that like you know obviously like board apes launch mutant apes to increase their community size you know to get more people involved um could something similar be be on the on the horizon for vfriends or a hundred percent yeah absolutely we uh two upcoming things you know we have we have something happening with gary's book he did a, a 24-hour live stream. If you bought a book within those 24 hours, um, you are getting an NFT. And that will be happening in December. And then something is a brewing with uh, Friends in the beginning of next year, which we're all really excited about. Um, I'm just excited to see, continue to see how the project evolves and you know always react to the best opportunity at hand. I think that's what Gary, Gary is a, a, a halftime operator, meaning he'll, he'll go out, play the first two quarters, at halftime have the best sense of how we're going to execute the next three yeah for sure no i love that and i'm curious too because i know you personally are a collector even before nfts you were collecting lots of like sports cards and uh not only are you running v friends but you're just obviously paying close attention to what's happening in the market what are other projects that inspire you i know you alluded to tom billion founders key but it's less around like trade alpha and more around like who's also you mentioned gary's trying to create this blueprint right what are some of the things that are inspiring you as potential blueprints man i uh I, I, I'm plugging it because I own some, but I, I do like Damien Hurst's project. You know, he created these drawings in 2016. And since then, once he started learning more about NFTs, it evolved where he, he launched his project this summer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some people in our world will hate him. And I think he's controversial, but I just think it's a really, really cool idea. And I'm excited to see what happens when he actually starts burning his physical paintings for a currency in NFTs. I think that's really cool. Sean Dorr is, uh, is a really cool creator. He, he is, his project, I think, just got open for Mint yesterday. He's someone, again, who, who really understands how to build a community. Already is doing a lot of really cool things with mm-hmm. animations. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm excited about that. Cool. I know you mentioned, um, you know, Gary, from the, from the get-go, seeing VFriends as an opportunity to really create a blueprint that other creators and communities could follow. How do you see that playing out and what role um, do you all plan to, to play in that? It's a good question. You know, I think who knows what the world looks like five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now. But I, I think as it stands today, Gary's project is one of the few projects in, in the landscape from my POV that has the amount of access tokens that we have to an individual uh, or creator. And I think it, it will become a blueprint as we're continuing to innovate how we're doing ticketing for VCon, how we're allowing our access tokens to interact with Gary. You know, I, I think there will be more wallet messaging, all really interesting, cool things that we're going to try to build and innovate around. Yeah, no, it's, it's super fun. One thing that I'm curious of, and I know we actually had a, um, like, I, I know there's the, like, the Vayner underlying foundational principle of like underpriced attention. And from a marketing perspective, effectively, it's like finding pockets where there's less saturated competition on various marketing tactics. So that way you can get attention that's underpriced. I feel like NFTs are an interesting form of underpriced attention as they provide a way to engage with your community in a new way, reward super fans, create ambassadorship. I'm curious as like a marketer, how you see NFTs fitting into the marketing mix. It's a it's a really great question. You know, I think from a, like a brand perspective, it's still so early. Like I think a lot of the big brands won't be able to get there for a while. But I think from an NFT project side, I think it's the only variable for your project. Mm-hmm. Like I think setting, concepting and developing and then executing the contract and all that stuff is more or less like a commodity. What's mm-hmm. not a commodity is how you're going to build and generate uh, marketing for it. I think... There's lots of cool things to do. You know, I think it's been amazing. And I'm interested to hear what you, you guys would say of just like the phenomenon of Bored Apes and like how, how you all think like that's been marketed. Because, uh, you know, I, right now to me, they are supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, to me, it's like they're, they, they've built an incredibly uh, passionate, almost rabid fan base um, and, and continue to just provide uh, value to, to their holders in a way that's really cool i mean last night you know was a great example of that um and it, it's it's interesting to see then you know them doing sort of like the streetwear collabs you know stuff with the hundreds etc and you know in an interesting way too you know it like i feel as though v friends has really kind of like been at, at the forefront of the idea of doubling down on access and, and utility and like you know i know that there was a lot of conversation in you know around like the doodles right and to me it was always like this isn't about the art. It's about owning an authentic piece of Gary, you know? Yeah. Well, and Gary's like, what's a, what a better way to stand for provenance than actually doing the doodle yourself. Exactly. You know, exactly. Than hiring an artist. I think like, as I, whether it was an NFT, NFT project or, you know, streetwear or uh, an electronic good that I was trying to sell, I think collaborations and thinking of ways to thoughtfully insert yourself in other communities will always be the best opportunity at hand. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's always going to be underpriced attention within certain communities, yeah. whether that's a community of a TikTok influencer, which mm-hmm. generally is still very underpriced, yeah. or it's an emerging K-pop star. Right. You know, I think there's a lot of ways to create organic collaborations that could change the trajectory of either the brand or talent that wants to be associated with an NFT project or vice versa, where an NFT project is trying to get more association, affiliation, and awareness through collaboration on the other side. Yeah, 1,000%. And I'm curious, I mean, that's a fantastic, like, marketing and community development tactic, too. 
I'm just, I, I want to, I know you have a lot of value to provide to our listeners as it pertains to just general marketing strategy. Obviously, we spoke a little bit about like Discord engagement, we were just speaking to kind of content and organic collaborations, cross pollination of audiences. Like, what are some other tactics or just general frameworks for how people that are entering the space and new projects and builders and artists outside of like the hard work and patience can like tactically grow audience? Test, learn, optimize, man. Like, I think everyone wants to have a black and white plan of this is how it's going to be. This you is the need market. the silver bullet, Andy. <laughs> you can find the silver bullet, but you find the silver bullet by starting tomorrow, allocating 100 bucks on five different tactics and then analyzing and tracking what happened with that 100 bucks and what are you actually most excited about? Because you really only need maybe 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. Run an Instagram ad, run yeah. a Snapchat ad. How much does it cost for a billboard? Right. You know, that's how you identify underpriced attention. You only under, you can only identify it by actually executing it in some way to get some learnings back. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, honestly, the, the creative is the variable of success. That's the biggest thing I've learned through digital advertising in the last seven years is I can run one piece of creative against an audience and change the post caption on it and see drastically different results. Mm-hmm. This is actually, I'll, I'll tell this story just to contextualize it is Gary gave a keynote to USC students uh, six years ago. It was like 30 minute keynote. Um, I was promoting it to people interested in entrepreneurship and marketing. Performance wasn't good. I was paying like $5 for someone to watch the first minute of it. I kept on going to DRock, the video editing team. I'm like, hey guys, re-edit it. Change the first five seconds, cut out this, da da da. None of it worked. I showed it to Gary, we went over it. He's like, all right, let's change the post caption. We changed the post caption. This is Facebook, Instagram didn't really matter at that time. The top title was wanna win in business, question mark. Watch the first 13 seconds and try not watching the rest. We paid a nickel for someone to watch the whole thing. Damn, wow. $5 for a minute, 30 seconds to five cents for 30 minutes. Wow. Just from changing a sentence. That was wild. I believe it though. I believe it though. A little and goes a long way like that. And you, and you can get that learning literally from 150 bucks. Yeah. And things that like, I think I saw Twitter is now, you're allowed to advertise NFTs and crypto on, NFT, on Twitter. There's just so much opportunity to place small bets, to learn, to figure out what the silver bullet is, to try and understand where you can really scale. Yeah. I'm curious to hear your thoughts too, you know, uh, how you feel sort of this Web3 ecosystem differs from the Web2 ecosystem from a marketing perspective, from a community building perspective. Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, the the narratives in the space around collaboration and cooperation versus competition, you know, to some degree, obviously. I'm I'm curious from from your firsthand experience, like any, any like teachable points or moments where you're like, oh, this, this is a different climate to be operating in. I think right now it, it feels really, really special and cool because everyone is so supportive. And I've been playing out in my head and I've been asking people like, when do you think that's going to shift? Right. You know, like when the normies come or like when there is mass adoption, I can't imagine in a world where it's like everyone's supporting each other and we're like, we're all building the future together. I don't think it'll have that tone. And that's why I'm trying to really just soak up and enjoy like when I see Twitter and everyone's just trying to help each other with like everything. But in a macro, I think whether it's Web3 or, uh, you know, Web2, the the human principles are human principles. You know, I think how you build a community in 1940 is actually as similar as how you build a community today. It's just you're using different messaging, messaging platforms. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the blueprint that, that you're really kind of trying to lay a blueprint. What's your outlook at, when you're thinking around like mainstream adoption? Like, 
what sort of people do you, what do you feel are some of the biggest like milestones you really need to cross in order for people to really start paying attention? Like as, as listeners. The, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Coinbase. You know, I, I think there's going to an exchange to get ETH or a, a whatever currency and then sending it to another place is a big point of friction. Yeah. You know, and I think eliminating having to go somewhere to buy the currency and then sending it to your MetaMask or a different wallet, uh, eliminating eliminating that will bring in a lot more adoption, I think. Yeah. Just simplify it. You know, when I try to get someone <laughs> set up on NFTs, I lose them right after I say after Coinbase, you have to. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. Gary is a force of nature, obviously. And, you know, you've been able to work really closely with him for quite some time. I'm just wondering if there are any like pieces of wisdom or, or like anecdotes that stick out as, as really, you know, formative or impactful for you. I just thought of a quote. We're, we're working on a collaboration and he, he wanted a quote included in the collaboration piece. And he, he said he wanted the quote to be, how you treat other people is how you treat yourself. And that's a, a macro point of view of sort of how I think about Gary is someone the other day asked me, like, how does he do what he does in terms of his schedule? He was at his secret wine party at until 3.30 saying hello to every person on the street, like 2,000 people, everyone say hello. He woke up at like 6.30 today and he has a full day. He's an energizer bunny and that. He, the reason he does it and he's able to do it is because he loves himself and he doesn't have to beat himself up. He's trying the best he can every day. And if, if you have that love for yourself and love for other people, there's nothing but opportunity and happiness. What's next for VFriends, man? What's, what's cooking up? I'm so excited for VCon. You know, this was a, a preview to it this week, uh, being able to see, man, it's so cool seeing, like, I met some kids, I met like a 20 year old who made 20, uh, made a million dollars on VFriends. And, but it's the kind of person that I would want to win. Yeah. You know, young, smart, scrappy, entrepreneurial, believed in Gary, believed in what we were going to put out. Um, it's just so cool to see those people in real life and connect with them. I'm super excited for VCon. You know, VCon 2022 is going to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, US Bank Stadium. Uh, it's the top five stadium in, in the country. And then we have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of collaborations in the mix. The NFTs featured with the book are going to be a huge release. And I'm just really excited to continue to build the characters. You know, as we've talked about, my real strength is around content development, character development, IP creation. And I'm excited to try and tell those stories. Oh, yeah. No, that's super, super exciting, man. Love all that you're up to. And I, I, one thing to highlight, too, is uh, I think one fundamentally super amazing thing about all this is like you mentioned this kid that made a million off collecting NFTs. Like never before has there really been this way to reward fandom or let fandoms truly celebrate their their fandom in a way that can tr like actually appreciate. So I think like that's very like fu like fundamental paradigm shift. I'm so interested to see cuz we keep brainstorming all the time and it's just not there yet from a regulation standpoint but all the token economics and how can you actually really create shareholder value of projects. Mm -hmm. You know, like we own all the IP to V friends and stuff, but we keep on brainstorming ways in which, you know, communities could actually get royalties right. and things of that nature. And it, it's, it seems like we're close and I'm ready for the reg. I think it's going to be great when the SEC and all the regulatory bodies decide to yeah. put some laws in place because I actually think we'll be able to have more structure on how we can even go further than what we're doing currently. Thousand percent. Well, cool, man. Keep up all the incredible work. Best of luck with VCon, man. I'm sure we'll be uh, catching you in the metaverse, bro. <laughs> From Minneapolis. Uh, I, I hope to see both of you there, man.
Minneapolis to the metaverse. Yes. You know? <laughs> Listen, all right, Andy. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Thanks for coming on. Damn, well, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, super grateful to have, have Andy on the show. Really enjoy hearing how they're thinking about creating value for the community, creating value around the IP, really continuing to, to iterate and test both as far as how they're growing the community, but also in how even just holding tokens and the value you can provide to token holders doesn't need to be the static thing, but can continue to evolve over time as well. What stood out to you? Yeah, I, I loved, you know, just sort of the flexibility and the forward-looking approach. The idea that, you know, there are all these possible collaborations out there. The fact that there could, you know, there are potentially other NFTs on the way, that this ecosystem can continue to grow. I think that that's an important uh, distinction between sort of that Web 2 mindset and the Web 3 mindset, where things are constantly in flux and innovation is always around the corner. So I'm not surprised to hear it, but it was really cool to learn more. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, definitely check out VFriends if you haven't already. Um, once again, don't hesitate to sign up for our newsletter. If you want to stay in the loop on what's happening in the world of NFTs, just go to uh, nftnow.com and you'll be able to sign up right there. Thank you always for tuning in, for your support. Good luck. We'll talk soon. <laughs>